You are listening to the Queen of Wands. This is DJ Nocturna. I'm speaking to Brian and Marcel Hodges, the Seattle-based duo love team called the Blue Hour. Hello. <laughs> thank you both for joining me. Hello, no DJ worries. DJ Nocturna. Stop okay. <laughs> yeah, thank you guys. Thank you both for joining me. I really appreciate it. You know, um, yeah, the hour changed a little bit, so um, I'm so happy that um, you kind of remind me a little bit of the time. Yeah, I was just here waiting. I was going, oh, I wish I could do the interview now. And then good enough, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I love your, your music, especially the genre that you play. It's kind of ethereal, but yes, it has that electronic sound to it. Yeah. And I want to thank you so much for being so supportive oh, and yeah. playing our songs. And I, it really means so much. No, no, thank you. Well, you guys are great. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, I, I, I mean that from the heart. You guys really sound, you guys, uh, you guys have kind of like, um, what is it? I, I can feel that you guys are so connected just by your music. Oh, yes. Yeah, and, um, and I, <laughs> I can see that too in, in the pictures, of course. <laughs> so um, tell us a little bit about the Blue Hour and what, what is the genre that you guys um, identify your music for those oh, listeners? Wow. Genre, this is always the hardest question because I think we go into, we have such sort of diverse influences mm -hmm. um, that boy, it's hard. I mean, it's it's dark music. Oh, yeah. um, there's definitely ethereal and, you know, some of the touchstones go back to like some of the 4AD stuff, but I'm also very influenced by everything from new wave to industrial yeah industrial mm -hmm. and even even some classic rock yeah yeah uh -huh. um and you know vocally i think probably my biggest influences um were nina hogan mm -hmm. um i you know i love really unusual singers kate bush mm -hmm. uh because i really oh annie lennox oh yeah um i just really when i was a kid i just loved to listen to the music and I, I always tried to sound just exactly like them, you know, breath for breath and tone for tone and, you know, that was really how I practiced when I was a kid singing and it just kept going and going and going and you know, and for a long time it's funny, I didn't know what my voice sounded like because I was always trying to sound like someone else and I think the Blue Hour is really where I've realized who I am yeah. as a singer and um and as a songwriter so yeah but there there's a lot of influences that um we both share obviously because we're each other's yeah you know, first you, you main relationship when we were young kids <laughs> yeah so so how did you guys you know that's when my next question is how did you guys um c collaborate how did you meet or you know i always like to ask like especially a power couple like you guys because it's always it always says a lot about you know the, the connection well, we met twice. Um, <laughs> uh -huh. yeah, the first time goes back to the mid-80s at the height of Seattle's club scene when, you know, the, the goth scene was just taking off and New Wave was taking off and there were, uh, you know, really everything surrounded the dance clubs. Um, Marcel, did you want to tell your part of the story or... Well, I'm from Montana, a very small mm -hmm. town in Montana, and I came up to see a friend of mine who was living in Seattle, uh -huh. and um, I got off the bus, and she was just like, she just looked amazing, and, uh, you know, she had like just a 
your beautiful brocade smoking, mm-hmm. you know, men's smoking jacket on and this huge hair and this amazing makeup. And, you know, being from Montana, I hadn't seen anything like that. So I was just in awe. And it oh. turns out, you know, she takes me over to the dance club here in Seattle called Scoochies. And the monastery was really big then, too. And uh-huh. I'd never seen anything like it. And it was just so beautiful, all these kids being free to be artistic. And, and um, you know, and, and so I, I just fell in love with Seattle and the scene at that time, being so young. Mm-hmm. And um, while I was, you know, and then uh, her, her mom... <laughs> we got in trouble. We we wrecked her scooter, and her mom kicked us out. And mm-hmm. so we ended up being on the streets, and that's where I met Brian. Is there used to be a spot on the streets, and the street scene there at that time was huge. There were so many um, bat cavers and death uh-huh. rockers and punks and skaters and avrats um, that wow. were out on the streets. There was a lot of homeless children that were like probably between 12 and 18, would yeah, you say? Yeah, most of them between 16 and 18, 16 yeah. 16 and 18, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, so that's where Brian and I met was on the streets. We were street kids, little street punks. <laughs> yeah, and then, we, yeah. and then it went from there. We would stay in abandoned houses, squats, um, like stalled constructions. We moved into a condo uh-huh. um, that overlooked Seattle. Uh, just... Yeah, we, we would read um, uh-huh. Tarot over at Winchell's. We were called the Winchell's Witches because Brian would read. Uh-huh. Brian and I would read Tarot cards over in Winchell's for oh. money. Wow, <laughs> that's great. That's a, that's, a, that's a beautiful connection. Yeah, yeah I, I can see that. It was it's something like meant to be, right? I mean, did you guys oh, yeah. feel like a soulmate kind of connection? Oh, oh absolutely, yeah. And, it, yeah. and you know, it, and everything transcended. It's funny because, like, we talk about the streets and living in squats, but it was just—it was a time of glamour. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody was dressed to the tees. We'd be going out to dance clubs, listening to fantastic music. I mean, everything was like a fantasy. I had a friend who was the most amazing mm-hmm. artist that would airbrush all of our makeup. Oh, on, you wow! Know, like actual airbrushing, so we just looked amazing. I mean, it was it was a wonderful time period. But then I said that there were two meetings because then you know we were together for about a year and then we lost each other. Oh. We never broke up. We just it, you know because we were on the streets and this was before cell phones and stuff. One day we didn't oh, yeah. meet up and I didn't see her again for thirty years. So oh okay so so the, in the beginning in that that first meeting was where Seattle. Oh, okay. And then so so you yeah. so Marcel, you went back to Montana. I did. I went oh, back okay. to Montana. You know, life life comes in many bubbles. Wow, that's really a, a soulmate like <laughs> path. It's like a soul path, you know. It's supposed to be meant to be. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And when I came back, we we just were going to get together for coffee, and we just uh, once we saw each other again, I was just so thankful he was okay. Once I found him again, you know, mm. he was just so special to me, and there were so many memories that really formed me as a human being yeah and um so i just wanted to make sure he was okay and as soon as we saw each other it was like we could not part we could not part again like it was literally impossible there was there was just no way we could part again and so yeah so we found each other again and here we are making music that has been influenced by some pretty Music. amazing times together. <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot of good memories and a lot of... Um, and, a, and a really amazing time period. 
Right. And that, that was really a magical time back in the 80s. It was. You know, that was a, I mean, I grew up in the 80s, too, so I, I, can, I can totally relate to that. Um, you know, it, it's amazing, though, because we're really at a time in the 80s, there was so much mm-hmm. inventiveness. And it was like music was given back to the average person. So you had bands like like Human League, for example, where nobody knew how to play, but they got access to synthesizers and they made music out of their own will. Uh-huh. and determination and we're kind of back in those days because we've given these amazing tools to yeah. so many creative people and you no longer have like the studios and record labels as the as, as the guardians yeah what well, what are your um sun signs <laughs> i'm a leo can okay. you guess that yes i can <laughs> i'm a sagittarius so we got that fire going that's <laughs> right we're fiery and i'm cancer <laughs> oh and okay. i'm very cancer and we are cancer the sun, sun and the moon yeah <laughs> i'm well, cancer you know. sun and rising <laughs> oh you oh yeah you're cancer sun and rising wow yeah and then so what's your what's your um what is your um your moon sign libra oh okay how about you marcel Oh gosh, I can't remember them all. She's yeah. a Leo. Nothing matters after I, I'm Leo. A, uh, nothing matters after Leo. I'm a Leo, 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 Leo. Oh, okay. That's how you guys have a connection because, you know, it's, it's everything. It's all the planets and everything that's in there, you know? So I can totally yeah. see that. And So now you met and then you, see you started collaborating. And how did you guys put this uh, band together, the Blue Hour? I know, Brian, you were you were in, a, in another band before called yeah. Black Atmosphere. Yeah. Well, actually, I started the Blue Hour back in the '90s. It was my, um, yeah. it was a band that I had started before I joined Black Atmosphere, and then Black Atmosphere was everything for the longest time. That was with a mm-hmm. former guitarist from Christian Death. Um, right, so it was right. this really heavy goth rock. We played out a lot, so I didn't have much time to put into my own music. But I had the Blue Hour on the side that was really sort of ambient folk. Mm-hmm. Um, it was still very ethereal, but it was never fully realized because, um, you know, I, I've always felt limited as a vocalist, especially if I'm writing the music. I feel so locked to the music. He's yeah. an amazing vocalist, by uh-huh. the way. Yes. But, uh-huh. I, but I songs. put it aside for a while um, before Marcel and I reconnected. And then uh, after we reconnected, it, it actually, the Blue Hour started up by accident because we were showing um marcel's daughter how to write a song because she's she's got a wonderful voice mm-hmm. she's uh yeah my daughter has yeah. a great voice yeah mm-hmm. she was really interested in music so we sat down and our song one more mystery was just we sat down just to show her how to write a song and we realized wait if we combine our talents i mean of course we we hadn't really thought about combining which is so funny that yeah. we never thought about it before yeah yeah well you, well, yeah. you know um I I remember Brian. You were saying something. Um, Matt Howden was did a song or two, and was it on the previous band you had, right? Or the Blue Hour, the Blue Hour, the early, yeah, the early days the of Blue Hour. Hour. Yeah, it was with the Blue Hour. The, my album, The Windless Path. Yeah, Matt Howden did uh, several tracks on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and then and then yeah, Marcel, a- you were in a, in a black metal band before that <laughs> called Crip Crip Orchids. No? <laughs> Crip Orchid. Yes, yeah. I was screaming a lot in Montana. <laughs> Wow. Um, yeah, I really was having fun with that. Actually, it was it was a lot of fun, and that's it's uh, actually how I met Michael um, from uh, Shadow Assembly. Is oh. you know, mm-hmm. it was like I kind of wanted to do something a little bit more from my 
from that part of me, (laughs) my dark rock Mm -hmm. roots, you know, and so Michael and I met up and he's just such a great guy. We really like him. Um, We've we've used his bass and his his talents on a lot of our songs recently. Um, he's he was on Cold and Bear with us as yeah, well. Yeah, okay. With Barry, as long with Barry Barry. So Barry Galvin. So who writes the lyrics and who, how do you collaborate in with regard to the the, the songs for the Blue Hour? Who who does the writing? It's, it's really it's really simple in the sense that I I'll basically write a first draft of a song, mm-hmm. and. You know, because in in the house she'll hear it and and say, "I want it," and yeah. you know, then I'll hand it over to her and she writes the lyrics and the and the vocals. I'll let you talk about that process in a moment, and then it comes back to me and I'll okay. sort of re re um, uh, arrange the song and maybe even rewrite it uh-huh. under her under her vocals. So I I write it twice basically. Oh, okay. And and when I'm writing, you know, it's it's very organic. I'm a, a super organic writer where I I'm, I walk my dog out in this huge field or I have a spot by this big, huge uh, forest of birch trees mm-hmm. where where I just kind of like zen out the nature. And, and it takes me sometimes, it'll be immediate, sometimes it takes a few days, but I, I it's almost like I feel when I'm listening to the music, like all of a sudden it'll just come to me in a rush and I'll just start hearing what's supposed to be there. And sometimes it, it's, it's a totally different process. It's, it's really, it's really interesting, but it's Mm -hmm. a very organic process for me. Um, like he says, he'll give me a structure and I never follow the structure because I'm just doing what I feel the music Mm -hmm. wants me to do. I'm like, no, that's not what the music told me to do, honey. (laughs) It's actually uh, funny. I've got a music theory background, and so I'll write a song uh-huh. in a key, and then, of course, then she'll sing it in the relative minor or major, so then I go back in and, and recompose it. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I know you, you guys done, like, several covers, which I really, really like, you know? Oh, mm. thanks. We love doing those. Yes. I know, and they're, that's all. I, I can kind so of... Much fun. I, I can kind of see your inspiration when you do those covers, right? I can see like uh, you go back and uh, yeah, and and I like the um, the Who cover that you guys did recently. Oh, I don't know, that's recent. Oh, um, the Behind Blue Eyes. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty recent. That's yeah, recent, yeah. And then I like that eighties one. Um, oh, uh, the uh, Solid Gold Easy Action. No, well, what was it? Wait, I'm trying to remember right now. Um, I have to go to my other laptop. Um, oh, the um, oh, uh, was it Spilly Squire? Was it everybody the, wants you? Oh, that no, I didn't oh, even know you did it. that one. Okay, uh, yeah, we did everyone, and then way back we did Kyoto song. Oh yeah, I, I, the Cure. Yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah, I really that's one of my favorites. My yeah, personal favorites. Um, that was one of my first cover ones that I we decided to do too. That kind yeah. of pushed us. Everybody was like. Oh my gosh, that's so great. You guys should just keep going with this. So that was, we just kept getting encouraged every time we do something. And um, that's what really got us rolling. But you know, it's funny. We were just talking about how long it's been now. And Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, it's funny. We just really feel so prolific. It just keeps rolling and rolling and rolling. Like the music just keeps coming and coming. and, And more reasons to write it keep coming and coming and coming. So 
we're just going to yeah. keep going with it. And more opportunities to write oh, with gosh, yeah. artists. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're able to work oh. with some of our heroes. And Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you guys feel like, you know, since the pandemic, do you guys feel you connected with a lot more people? Oh, gosh, yeah. yeah. Oh, we've, uh, we've well, collaborated with so many since the pandemic. It's yeah, nice. and that was really, like, the cold and bear that we just released with Barry Galvin, mm -hmm. um, former Christian death, Mephisto Waltz. Yeah. Um, okay. You know, I just put it out there that, you know, we're in lockdown, let's collaborate. And he reached out to us and, and the result is a really amazing song. And, yeah. and that's actually opened a bunch of doors. We have a new album coming out based on that song mm -hmm. um, with dark vinyl out of Germany. Mm -hmm. that and what's the name of the album? It's going to be called Lore. Lore, uh-huh. Oh, okay. And, and, and when is the release of, of that album? Um, it's slated for May or June of this year. Okay, all right. We're looking forward to that. Wow. Um, and I don't have a release date yet because we are still working out some details, but Peter Newton and I are very close to yeah. releasing our album. Yeah, that's what I was going to talk about also. So um, what is the name of that album and... Uh, we just yeah. actually came up with it yesterday, and our, it's going to be called Anonymity. Oh, okay. Anonymity. Okay. Anonymity. Because it's kind of fun to say. Anonymity. <laughs> it's fun to write. It's uh -huh. really hard to write down. Try writing it down. It's very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's but, good. Yeah, I mean, I know. Um, you know, you give it it's that mystery, right? album. Yeah, so how, about, how many tracks would, that, would there be in that album? I believe oh, are there six or seven? I I can check right now. I've got okay. I've got it right. Oh, seven? No, six. Yep. With the, this is the album with Peter with Peter Newton, right? Seven. With Peter okay, Newton. Okay. Okay. Seven. No, that's a video. Oh, okay. oh, that's right. We have the video too. But yeah, I'm I doing a bunch of videos with those as well as with ours. So I have ooh, one, two, three, four new ones done that no one's seen. And then I have several I'm working on, so that's a lot of fun. Well, I, w I would love to play that. You know, I mean, to play uh, yeah, know, when, when a single. Are there, is there a single that was released already? With that not one? yet. Yeah, okay, not yet. Okay. As uh, soon as it is, you'll be one of the first to know. Absolutely. Okay, I will you. be sending it over to you to, to check out as soon as we're able to do that. So, Cold and Bear is the first single release from, from Lore. Yes. Right? And then, yes. Um, and how, many, how many tracks are you, are you anticipating for that album? 12. 12. Oh, okay. And that's coming out in April or May May or... May or June, yeah. May or June, okay. Wow. You guys are busy. I know. Exactly, <laughs> right? We haven't been bored during lockdown at all. <laughs> and on top of that, I've, I've been writing music. I got signed by a um, TV licensing oh, um, production awesome. house. Mm -hmm. So I've been doing music for thrillers and horror. Oh, that's up your alley. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Totally up your alley. Because I, <laughs> so I know um, what we, one thing we do share in common, you know, besides music and everything else, is our love and passion for Nick Cave. <laughs> oh, yes. yes. We love it. That was our last big concert, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So what right was that like? Shutdown. Right before shutdown. I Thank God it was him. Um, was where wonderful. was the concert at? It was in Seattle at the at the Moor, and oh my gosh, it oh. was his um, Red Hand Files tour. Where so it was great, oh, mostly so him good. talking, but then he would. Oh, do I want, I want, I've, I've never seen that one. I wanted to to go to one of those. You know, the last time I saw him was, uh, I think, two years ago in in um, in Washington D.C. 
Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we but, saw that tour down in um, Los Angeles. Yeah, we went to LA. That was, is that when we saw yeah. it? Oh, that's when we got to see John and Angela. Yeah. 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 Oh, and wow. I've got to say, though, his Red Hands tour, he played Shivers. Mm. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's a song by uh, Roland, Roland Howard. Roland Howard yeah. wrote that song. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, love, I love Roland Howard. <laughs> I love Roland oh, Howard. Yeah. He's really ahead of his time. Oh, wow. and his film, the documentary of his life is so shattering. Mm-hmm. Autoluminescence. Wow. Oh, what a what a genius on guitar. He's like, to me, mm-hmm. he's as important as Robin Guthrie because he can get oh, yeah. so much beauty mm-hmm. out of that really aggressive, crying guitar. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, you know, I, I love I love sad songs like anything that invokes uh, the duende, you know, the darkness mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. You know. That's why yeah. I, that's why I, I, I love your music, both of you guys, what you guys do because you do that, you invoke that and that's uh that's really beautiful. Oh, thank you. So thank um you. Yeah. you know, so I, I know that Marcel you collaborated with John Fryer on um I don't know if it's uh, one or I know it's more than one song. I know there's um with Black oh, Needle Noise. Uh, uh we did I did a Black Needle Noise song with him and then also he did our Embrace Not the Hand. Yeah, yeah, the remix. Um, yeah, that's a yeah, good one. Yeah, and that too. was just it's such a beautiful song. He did a great job and um, It's very for A B in that one. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah, it turned out really, really cool. Yeah, and then I worked with him separately. I did a remix of one of his songs. Um but I did a I did yeah. an orchestral treatment of one of his songs. And it was out. it was so awesome. Yeah. On a B side. Is that Kendra? Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, but yeah, it was. They're a great couple. Oh You've yeah, you know. Um, they're, oh yeah, they're yeah. So they, much fun. Oh yeah, no, they they uh, <laughs> they came down here and they came to Hawaii. And I know uh, you got to see him. I saw the pictures. It looked like a yeah. blast. Yeah, yeah I, I actually brought him down. I brought him down to DJ. Oh, oh, for, good. For one of my um, events, the Venetian Mass Ball, and. Uh, mm. And then that's when I that asked him. That looks like an incredible. Uh, and are you still going to be doing that? What's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Happening? Oh yeah, soon. Well, as soon as we. Well, right now we uh, we kind of op- they opened up the bars here in Hawaii just yeah. recently though, and then so we'll see how it goes. You know, just we just don't know what's going to happen. You know, with everything. I know, right? Just, so I don't. I don't know if it's We're too early hopeful. or. Yeah, I don't know if it's too early to do that right now because I don't know. I don't want to go back to the way it was. You know, so we'll see how it goes. I mean, I, I want yeah. I want everybody to I I mean I, I I'm dying to travel. I'm just sitting here doing like I'm just so sick of this already. You know. Oh, so are we. So I'm just, bad. I'm just ready to go to another concert, and I'm I'm ready to meet all these people that I met through the pandemic and all those things. You know. I know we would love um, to meet you. That I know. Would be so same here. Time. Well, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. I know it. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> um. So I I have the name of the okay. Black Needle Noise. Um. Song I remixed was "Under My Skin" with Tara Bosch. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I played. I, I believe I played that. Yeah, I played. I I I think I played practically everything from Black Needle Noise. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, when they were here, it's really interesting. I asked them the same question: How did you guys meet? <laughs> and uh-huh. then Angela told me something really funny. She met. I guess they met in some in some some place like a like a bar or a restaurant, and then. Uh, they were talking for a while and then um i guess he got up and he was walking away you know and then that's when she realized oh my god I, it, it was the back of his head the back of john's head that said this is the guy for me please don't walk away <laughs> it was something like that it was just a, I, I had I, after that i started joking with her 
I, and I started, they're actually a really cute couple together. I know they don't are. they just match each other they like are. perfectly? Yeah, you know when they came here, man, they we had, we had such a great time. Yeah, they were I really. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're so well dressed. You know, they're John, yeah, they're the so distinguished cute. gentleman that he is, and Angela uh -huh. is such a such a fat fashion icon. You know, just amazing. Absolutely. Yeah, I love them so much. Yeah, both of them, and uh, and that's why you know I really I, I really believe in this soulmate thing happening. You know, sometimes with couples and people, and they co collaborate together. You know, it's just amazing, like you guys. Yes. But uh, it's uh, nice to you. see, and we are very fortunate for sure, and yeah. we know it. <laughs> oh yeah yeah because we were out there for 30 years without each other so we know and you know what we've been <laughs> through a whole pandemic together and we still love each other yeah, that's, <laughs> a, that's a good sign that's a really good sign <laughs> well you know you know people meet people during the during this pandemic right and then it, it, there's a reason it's not all mm -hmm. bad i mean the pandemic no. has really no i it's really together. created so much art i think i think there's going to be so much has come out of this pandemic as far as collaborations and mm -hmm. people doing their art and you know really getting into it i mean even look at danny elfman like putting out all those videos and like it's just fun i think a lot of people have really stepped up yeah. their their game as far as their creativity Mm -hmm. Just you know, just to get by, just to get through yeah. all this. I mean, uh, right now we ha we got to open the economy, but you know, it, you know, smart in a smart way because we don't want to go back to the way it was. But at the same don't time, you know, I know people want to go back and work and you know get back, especially the music industry and the film industry and the arts, you know, in general. So I I, I, I miss them so bad. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I'm. I'm so grateful for this interview, and I, I know you guys have. Um, if somebody wanted to reach out to you and check out your um, your Bandcamp page and how to find out more information about the band, the Blue Hour, how would they do that? Well, the the best place to find us is actually just on Facebook. Okay. Um, okay. I recently got rid of our our dedicated website. They, those just don't seem to mm -hmm. be necessary anymore. Okay. Um, but the best place to find our music really is at our Bandcamp page, which is just thebluehour.bandcamp.com. Yeah, because and I, that's where we put everything there and stuff uh -huh. that's not available on Spotify and iTunes is on our Bandcamp. Yeah, because I I know that there's 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 other Blue Hour whatever like people or whatever, so they want to make sure that they click fakers. on the right one, right? Those fakers. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? How dare they? Yeah, Tell so. them they need to look for <laughs> our shining images. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> you guys put out a lot of stuff. So what? What is that? Um, you know, I'm looking at your Bandcamp page right now. There's a sun in the. Is that a moon and a sun in the middle of a? Yes. What is the? Tell me about that. That's really interesting. Well, you know, because he's the Cancer and I'm a Leo, oh, so the sun and the moon. It's wow. always been our thing since we oh. were really young kids. That was our thing: the sun and the moon. And, and by the way, the song I was talking about, the Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, is a really good cover. Oh, oh yeah. yes, yes, yeah. yes. Oh, I love oh, that one. That was a fun know. one to do. Because we used to just, like, every time you heard it, mm -hmm. you would run out to the dance floor immediately. Yes, You know, definitely. when you heard Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Everybody would just, like, run out there. It didn't care, you know, doesn't matter what you're doing. Drop it, run out. Right, and that right. was why we did that song, because it had so many great memories for us when we were kids oh. going... To the dance clubs and oh and I, i've just got to say the best thing about that song after we recorded it i always try to reach out to the artist when we do uh um do a cover mm -hmm. um you know most of the time they don't respond but uh, twice i've gotten responses and they're from 
total heroes. One of them was actually Lal Tallhurst from The Cure loved oh. our version of Piotr's song. And then Kiss Kiss, I got a message back from Specimen that they loved the the total oh, cinematic yeah, take yeah. on it. Because it's got kind of a Bond feel to it. <laughs> Yeah, 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 no, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's great. No, it's, uh, I, re- I like that cover. I, when I heard it the first time, I'm like, wow, you know? Yeah, was a, that was a fun one, did you? <laughs> yeah. But you know what it's like when you look at your phone and you're, you get messages and it says who it's from, and I, it's like to see Specimen texting you, you're like, oh, oh yeah. Oh, it's Specimen. Yeah, yeah. you know, I, I don't know I don't know if you heard my interview with uh, Ollie Wisdom from Specimen. <sighs> I have, I yes, have I did. Him. Yeah. Yes. Way back when he he does a lot of uh, different type of tribal kind of music, you know. Yeah. Um, just interesting. And he I I don't know I don't know if he's still in England or he moved back or he moved to um, I don't know if it's Thailand or somewhere or in Indonesia. I'm not sure. Yeah, he's gone everywhere. Yeah. He has had an amazing life as an artist. Oh yeah, yeah. It's always ha- it's always good to have a good story, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Well, you know, so you, you you've got so we're looking forward to the to to the album Lore um, coming out in a couple of months or so. Yes, Code and Bear the single is out now, and then are you guys going to be releasing another single from that album soon? From Lore? Um, no, I think we're just going to go ahead and wait on that album to come out because we also we have other we do have other stuff coming out. Um, yes, pretty regularly we're working on another. Um, well, we're working on a cover for a um, tribute to... Oh, uh, to Tori Amos. Yeah. yeah. Oh, which one? Cornflake Girl. Oh, We're doing okay. Cornflake Girl. Yeah, that's the one we were slaughtered for. So I'm so excited about that. That's going to be a fun one to do. Yeah, that's that's the next piece of business that we're going to work on wow. here. And then, you know, when I'm past, I just got through a really big pile of work pulling this album together and... Finishing, I was engineering um, Marcel and Peter Newton's collaboration. So yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that too. It's going to be amazing. You're going to love it. It's, yeah, it just turned out so good. So, but I am so excited to write again because I've just been mixing for the last couple of months. So I'm super excited to to warm up the keyboards and jump in again. Yes. <laughs> And we do have some ideas for that as well that are really exciting. So I can't wait to uh, bring that up later. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? I'll, I'll, I look forward to having you guys back on the show again another time. You know when when you when, you know when we have more stuff going on. And but for right. now, the bluehour.bandcamp.com is um, anybody want to listen to your music or you know purchase a song or songs. The bluehour.bandcamp.com, and then you're also on Facebook, Blue Hour Songs. Right? Is that how you find it? Blue Hour yes. Songs? That's okay. right, yeah. All right. All right, Brian and Marcel Hodges from the Blue Hour. You know, thank you guys for... Thank you so much, DJ Nocturna, for, for interviewing us and being such a great supporter for our music. We really appreciate oh, thank you. you. Thank and you, Marcel. I just want to let you know that. Thank you, Marcel and Brian. Really appreciate you guys. Okay, thanks, DJ Nocturna. <laughs> 